If you are worried about your mental health or worried for somebody else, then please call the Samaritans number on 116 123 for free. Trigger warning, this episode contains conversations around suicide. Welcome to our podcast. This is the podcast that dives into the topic of mental health with me, Venus Libido. And me, Natalie Byrne. We are researching by collecting the conversations and attempting to give solutions. This week is a little bit different. We are with our lovely friend Faye. Hi Faye. And we are going to be talking about Love Island. But before we start, should we let everybody know what you do Faye? Yeah, sure. So I am a journalist by trade and now a documentary maker working with Channel 4 um, and then I have a podcast on the side which is called Hear Her Out where I speak to millennial women about their work or a big event which has been kind of the turning point in their lives. Yeah definitely check it out. Oh, <laughs> well today we're mixing it up and we are talking about Love Island. <laughs> which we're all very excited about. <laughs> so we wanted to do uh, an episode about Love Island uh, for Eight weeks now, is it? <laughs> because that's how it's finished now. It's over. Yeah. It's very sad, and we're going to keep on talking about it um, <laughs> until it comes back in January. <laughs> but we were actually thought of doing a podcast episode about um, Love Island and mental health because as we were watching the episode, we would like WhatsApp each other, be and I felt uncomfortable about my body, and I was comparing mm. myself to these women on the screen in bikinis. And we were like, we need to do an episode about um, Love Island and its correlations with mental health. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a big correlation, I think, between Love Island and mental health, especially given what's been in the news over the last year with the suicides related to Love Island. And also there's an inquest into reality TV at the moment um, as a follow up to the kind of mental health crisis that has been going on linked to things like Big Brother and Love mm. Island and other reality shows. Yeah. yeah. We were yeah. just looking at um, some news articles about uh, Sophie Gradon, who, I mean, is that how you say her name? Graydon. Graydon, who took her own life in one of this earlier series. And then um, Mike, who took his life quite recently. Was it this year? Yeah, so sure. Um, and he was actually the catalyst into why we started our podcast. Yeah. Because we started to talk about mental health. Yeah. And, um, yeah. We were talking about men's mental health and how it wasn't, you know, it wasn't being talked about enough um, and comments that were being made about men's mental health. So, yeah, he kind of, his death kind of fueled us to do this podcast and talk about it a bit more. But it's, it is sad to see what is going on and especially now all the new Love Islanders have come out and the abuse they're getting and I think that it's just everyone needs to be a little bit more careful with their mm. criticisms I think it's it's just worrying. Mm. It is quite sad. I think something like Love Island is so different to something a program like Big Brother because Big Brother was so pioneering in mm. its time there'd never been mm. this kind of 24 hour surveillance show which yeah. I suppose Love Island isn't really like because they only show you an hour whereas if you looked at Big Brother yeah. you could watch it live oh, if you yeah. wanted to all day oh, every God. day um, but 
when Big Brother started, there was no social media. So they were just regular people. And when they came out, they were famous, but it was all in the papers. So, you know, today's news is tomorrow's chip paper. Whereas on social media, Mm. people can just keep posting and posting and posting. People can pretend to be you and post other things, which can be so damaging. And the the tweets that ordinary people and, like, trolls write can be featured in the show and actually can be huge plot points in the show because they make them doubt themselves. Like, the whole Molly May um, being a, like, money grabber, that was one of the tweets quite early on and that made her really, like, think, like, wow, do people really think that of me? That's, like, really mean and horrible. Um... I really don't agree with that part of the show. So the so the mm. trolls kind of almost get validated yeah. in their meanness. Yeah. Yeah. Because their name gets is, even is the person's name, name is yeah. on there. Their Twitter. Yeah, handle. their Twitter handles. Mm. So it's it's almost like taking from that whole the whole nasty. Yeah. It's fueling it. So people are going on Twitter and saying these outlandish things because they feel like they w- might get um, a little bit of fame from it, which is so sad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't agree with that bit of the show either. I think it's okay to make comments about their relationship, but Mm -hmm. not to go so personal. Yeah. And I think when that tweet was included about saying that Molly was a money grabber, or even saying that she's fake, I Mm -hmm. think that's too personal. Yeah. I think the one, for example, where Chris from this year threw the drink in his face saying, Chris should really be with so-and-so. I think that's kind of okay yeah. because that's a bit superficial. It's about the relationship. Yeah. They're not saying Chris is a bad person or yeah. Chris thinks Harley is a... Yeah, it's so- insinuating something that might not that isn't true. Like you're, you're putting that seed into someone's head mm. that's actually going to affect their mental health. Exactly. Whereas like when it, like you said, if it's about relationships, that is the whole point of the show yeah. is to do yeah. that. 100%. And I didn't think about how other tweets are more are more effective and more terrible for mm. mental health than others. I remember what did actually get the most complaints from Ofcom in last year's Love Island. It was when um, the boys had gone off to Casa Amor and they sent the video back. Oh. Yes, I remember and that. And Danny Dyer saw a clip of yeah. Jack, who she was coupled up with yeah. at the time, seeing his ex-girlfriend Ellie walk into Casa mm. Amor and he was saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And that's all they showed. Yeah. And there was lots of complaints to Ofcom yeah. from viewers saying that it was cruel that the producers had done that, which I totally agree with. Yeah. And they were saying that he'd put Danny in completely unnecessary mental anguish. Yeah. Um, because he wasn't, he, wasn't he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't doing anything. He wasn't doing anything. And I think... He just felt awkward. Yeah, which anybody would. You know, if you... It's strange because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Somebody could be there one day and gone the next. And you never know what's around the corner. You've got no access to the outside world. So any small thing that happens in there seems like such a big deal. But then to see your ex who you haven't spoken to in months walk into the villa, you just don't Mm. expect that to happen. But as the plot unraveled with that, we understood that actually he wasn't very nice to her. So he, I think in that moment of shock, he was just feeling fucking awkward that he was seeing mm, this person. Like, oh sure. my goodness, I like treated her like absolute <laughs> garbage and now she's here. Well, he essentially, didn't it kind of become revealed that he essentially blanked her and then went on to love her? Yeah, Island. yeah. But he would like, I, I think she told Danny that he would like, oh yeah, I'm going to see you tonight. And then she would get ready and then he would cancel last minute. 
It's mm. horrible. Which is like, yeah. But if that if I were Danny, that would be ringing alarm bells it in did. my head. It did for her. It did for her. Mm. I remember. And it, but I remember the being all over the papers and like the front like news headlines of her in that little cabin thing crying. Mm. And everyone being like, this is not cool. Yeah. It literally broke my heart when she was in the beach hut crying, saying, I knew he was too good to be true. It was horrible. We've all been there. It was horrible. <laughs> oh, and she was like, um, I think she was like saying like, this always happens to me. Yeah. And I always like get so close and then like yeah. find out that they don't want me or something. It was like, oh. But I do think that was an unfair situation because he wasn't doing anything wrong. Mm. So it had just made her think that. But then, you know, maybe they should have just said, Ellie and Danny go for a chat. Like they did with Joanna and Amber this year. Yeah. Because, you know, it was all out in the open that Michael was misbehaving. Uh, Michael. (laughs) Michael. God, I hate that man so much. another story. But they just said Joanna and Amber go for a chat, which I think is entertaining TV on its own. Oh my God, that was such good entertainment. (laughs) Exactly. They don't need to do all of these mind games necessarily. Like, just saying, Mm. Amber and Joanna go for a chat. Yeah. That was entertaining enough. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was like five minutes and then was fine. Because then (laughs) they could have sent a video of Michael yeah. and Joanna from Casa Amor, uh, from the original I thought they, they were going to. No, because they got so many complaints last year yeah. that they said that they had to stop doing that. Really? Mm. What I'm interested in, though, um, I was actually having this conversation with my mum this morning, because she doesn't watch Love Island, but she was asking about what the longevity of their careers is yeah. afterwards. And now there's going to be two series a year. It's really not very long. Yeah. Because, I don't know if you guys find this, but as soon as the next series comes on... You know Danny Dyer obviously won last year with Jack. Mm. They're basically old news. Mm. Danny's yeah. doing surf adverts now as in surf washing. Yeah, Jack's, I saw that. Jack's going on Celebs Go Dating because they have to keep going on all of these reality shows to stay relevant. Because yeah. as soon as he came out of the villa, E.L. from last year had signed to Celebs Go Dating. So had Georgia. Yeah. They'd also both signed on to do another programme called Celebs on the Ranch, which was on Channel 5, where they went to America <laughs> and learned to like ride horses oh, dear and Lord. live wow. on a farm, basically. And yeah, I don't know what else he's been doing, like modelling and things, but yeah, it's so hard to stay, stay relevant because even if you look at Megan from last yeah. year, who was one of the most popular contestants, she's going on Celebs Go Dating with Jack as well. Yeah. Uh, this next season coming up. Um, she did a few kind of like loose women this morning kind of things. But it's even like she had a bad reaction to hair dye. Her PR was like, go tell your story on this morning or something like that and turn it into a warning thing, I guess. You know, that happens to so many people. But wow. Because like you it's can just be so short of work. It? Yeah. So short of work. It just... And I think this is what a lot of people said about Mike, who sadly took his own life. They were saying in the press that Mike was in a lot of debt when he took mm-hmm. his own life. He wasn't getting a lot of work. He was meant to be opening, I think, a cafe yeah. or a shop or something. Yeah. And when they looked at his accounts, they think he might run out of money. So oh, this might have all constituted to him. Yeah. I guess it's like, this is the thing about it. This is like just throw away tv isn't it and just like with everything to do with social media and it's like even in what we do like i notice as like people aren't interested in someone who was really cool like six months ago but they still make amazing work but then someone new comes along and then you'll forget about that person and Mm. 
oh god, the level of it, it being on with them is insane. And like money, obviously, is a big contributor to a lot of people's mental health. And if you're if you're not getting that income coming in and that popularity, and you were like up here, that low must be so low. For sure, because you just feel. I think being an influencer or being known or famous can be quite a lonely place anyway. Yeah. And then if you become irrelevant, for want of a better word, because the next series of your show is on and there's a whole set of mm. 36 new people that people are trying to get to know, people, your followers start to go down because people get bored of you, yeah. your agent drops you because you're not getting any work, mm. and then what? It's horrible. Yeah. And especially if, you know, a lot of people, I think, have aspirations now to be a reality TV star and influencer. Mm. I'm not I'm not at all saying that you need qualifications to, you know, to be successful. That's completely not true. But a lot of these people don't have qualifications or they don't have a backup. Yeah. Like looking back at Big Brother, because that was more to do with, you know, like normal people done good rather than like models and influencers going on yeah. Instagram, yeah. Uh, on Love Island, sorry. Um, that a lot of them didn't have qualifications and then when they did when they were out of work they kind of had nothing to fall back on yeah yeah especially if you spend all of your money yeah which I'm sure they all do buying houses buying the cars yeah. that they've all Keeping dreamt of having that mm. they're doing well Molly May actually touched on in the series that she was like no one wants to study to have like traditional jobs do you remember that bit no, no, I think oh. I missed that bit. She said that like um, people, lots of young people are just aspiring to be influencers and uh, YouTubers mm. rather than aspiring to be doctors and mechanics. Oh yeah, she I remember saying, saying that. Saying I'm that. worried that we're not going to have doctors or yeah, I'm saying that now. Yeah. Do you think that also another thing that I thought about just as you guys were talking was do you think that they're getting models and like Instagram influencers on Love Island because they think they might be able to handle it better. I don't know, but I'm so bored of it, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. so bored of it. It was so much better when people came in. I think we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. When people had regular jobs, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. George, well, George this year, he was a builder, but he was also a model. So I don't yeah. think that really counts. But Yuande was a scientist, or yeah. Amy's an air hostess. That's so much more interesting. Yeah. That's why I wanted Yuande to stay in. That's why I was so mm. gutted when she left. I was annoyed. Like, the most boring so. conversation was between... I think it was between... Um, Danny. Danny. No, it was Arabella and Danny. I thought it was Jordan, yes. but it was Arabella and Danny. They went yeah. on their date. And um, Danny said, oh, what do you do? And she said, I'm a model. How about you? And he said, I'm a model. So oh dull, so, so boring. boring. Uh, who was it? No, it was Anna when Jordan came in. Is that what you... No. Jordan came in and she said, what do you do? And he said, oh, I'm a model. And she went, oh, another model. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember her saying enough. that? It's so boring because, yeah, like, Anna's a pharmacist. Yeah. That's a bit more interesting. And she found it really funny. She said, oh, another model. Well, because yeah. if you think, who were the models this year? Arabella. India. Pretty India, much all of them. Jordan. Jordan. Danny. All like so yeah. many of them. Like fifty percent of them were the Francesca had a clothing business yeah. in the shop. I really liked Francesca. Yeah, Sandwich she... Man. Oh yeah, Josie. That was really funny and interesting. Yeah, Sandwich Man was really good. Yeah, <laughs> although mm, I had mixed feelings about him. But the fact yeah. that he had like a normal job, 
Yeah, and that he agree. was he would he, that was his banter like he, like was, he, he run, would make people sandwiches. He ran a sandwich business with his mum, mm. which was really nice mm. like, yeah. and interesting. Yeah, I was thinking who was running the sandwich shop. <laughs> uh, they, so they had like a like a catering business. Mm. So I don't think they had a physical shop. It was more like people would call them up to cater their events and stuff. Okay. Because um, Francesca said she hadn't done any previous research or wasn't watching it because she was so busy trying to get everything prepared so that she could go on it. <laughs> mm. uh, which I think it's, it makes for better, like more honest kind of yeah. going in there, like not, not having any previous expectations because people did say like, oh, yeah. well, like Greg and India went in knowing that these were very, very yeah. popular contestants. Mm. Yeah. What do you guys think about like um, young children watching Love Island Mm, I'm on the fence I'm on the fence but well when I was younger (laughs) (laughs) when I was when I was in primary school the show was uh Blind Dates yeah that kind of thing so we used to play Blind Dates all the time you know like a lot of the pickup lines Mm. used to be quite Sexual innuendo. Mm. Oh, yeah. We used to repeat them. We were like seven, eight. You yeah. Know, none of the teachers I'll say show anything. you a good time. Exactly. <laughs> like, what flavour are you? I don't know what oh, they yeah. say, but some yeah. would always be Scylla. Yeah. And we'd all sing the theme tune. Yeah. So, Such a good show. Such a good show. Um, so we would repeat these cheesy, sometimes quite sexually charged pickup lines. Mm. We didn't even know what they meant. Yeah. So it was just funny. And the teachers never said anything. They used to let us play blind date, no problem. Um, <laughs> And then now, yes, Love Island is a bit more sexually suggestive. Now they're not showing the sex. Mm. I think it's kind of they okay. They said that no one had sex in this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Molly May, no. No. no um, Ellie, Ellie May, but... Was Molly it, May. Was the teddy? Oh, Ellie Belly. Ellie Belly was falling off the bed front. Ellie Belly, Ellie Belly has seen things <laughs> that you didn't need to yeah. see. I think my only concern with like if I had a child watching it is I would it's like the whole body confidence thing. That's yeah. my only concern is obviously the people on there are very beautiful and not the average person and I just think like even I sent you messages on occasions and Natalie saying oh my god I wish I had Molly May's hair and making comments I was like why am I saying these things like this is not healthy Mm. and I wouldn't want like any young girl or boy watching that thinking I don't look as good as them so I'm never going to be loved Mm. or like I need to change yeah I need to change the way I look to look like that to be attracted to men or women yeah yeah or this is what girls want yeah I I think so I think with the whole Anton thing he was they they joke that he was like the most attractive Mm. man in Scotland and then you put him in the villa yeah everyone who's yeah very attractive I think it's an interesting dynamic between that I if I, they did an episode on Loose Women where they talked about that children in the playground were, like, basically mm. reenacting Love Island, like, coupling up and really? stuff. Yeah. And so very young, like, I think even, mm. like, 11, 8, 10 years old, they yeah. were doing it. And they, they got complaints in the school, and so that's why they were talking about it on Loose Women. And there were some women who were like, I watch it with my kid, I'm happy for my kid to watch it, and there were some women that were against it. And I think for me, I just worry, like, sometimes I'm on the train and I see really young girls talking about it, or, like, young boys, and I worry that, like, they will have a, um, 
I don't know. It's just like like you mm. said. Like I'd like to watch it with a ten year old because I think it's important for them to like yeah. to not hide anything from them. Yeah. To not like make it shameful. Oh yeah, I would, I would to... let them watch it, but yeah. I'd sit with them like just so you know. Yeah. Like you'd make comments to reassure them, and yeah. even things like and have those conversations. Yeah, yeah, and even like reassuring them that they don't need to be on a reality TV show or aspire to be an influencer to do good in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a big thing for me. It's just like, I know so many girls who are like, oh, I want to be on Love Island one day. Oh my God, I'd love to be on Love Island. Because they know it doesn't, they're not in it for the love, they're in it for the fame. They're in it for the money. They're in it for all of those things that are not to do with love. Yeah, Yeah, which is like really sad. Like I I just want, yeah, I wouldn't want my child growing up thinking like that's way more important than an education and things like that. I think you hit the nail on the head, Venus, when you said about the looks. Yeah. And I think that's what I would be concerned about with young people watching mm-hmm. is that, you know, they're more concerned about how they measure up to these people that they see on TV. Yeah. But I suppose it then that's like saying, well, don't let your kids go on Instagram then. Yeah. yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. everywhere now. It's everywhere. Or don't let don't your Don't let kid... them go outside the front door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because everyone you see walking down the street has got like lip injections mm-hmm. now. So yeah, don't let them go out outside the front door. But I guess it's what, what's the trends are at the time I suppose yeah. so at the moment it's steamed as fashionable and attractive to have big lips and a small waist and a big bum and mm-hmm. big hips but back in the early 2000s when Victoria Beckham was like the pinnacle yeah it was like Paris fashionable Hilton. to look like yeah. a board yeah you and know? to be anorexic well exactly yeah when Paris Hilton was very yeah. popular yeah Let's talk about Harrison. the Love Islanders that have come out now and like the way they're being like Molly May getting death yeah. threats and Kurt the thing with Curtis and yeah. them pushing him on his sexuality. Let's talk about those things. Yeah, I or yeah, well you. I mean, you mentioned earlier before we started recording that you were worried about Molly May. Yeah, because she hasn't posted anything on her Instagram and she her life is Instagram, and you know we read just now that she's on surveillance because she's getting death threats and I think the way that she's been treated mm. in Love Island with the with the tweets that she was able to read on the sh- on that sh- game I just think it's I'm really worried about her I'm mm. really worried about her mental health because she said that she's not going on social media because she doesn't want to read anything because she's already aware of the nasty comments people have been telling her. And I'm not being funny, but if I came out of Love Island, my mum would tell me everything. And I can imagine she she's is getting, very close with yeah. her sister. She's probably and getting her people telling her all sorts of like, things. And her friends are all probably going, by the way, just so you're prepared, this is what people have been saying about you. Because why would you not prepare your daughter for like what is to come? So Amy was saying when she went on Loose Women, or I think when she went on Under the Duvet on Heat magazine, mm. um, what happens when you come out? So she said, as soon as you come out, the press team from ITV come and see you and they tell you or they show you the main things that have been said. They don't show you every tweet, obviously, but they'll show you probably the main articles that have been in the sun. You know, so Molly May probably would have been shown that people have been calling her fake, even though she knew that from the... Mm from the program from the challenge but probably not the extent of it and they'll show her articles probably that say people are calling her money may yeah people are saying that she's just in it for the money and she doesn't really love tommy 
and things like that. And she's so young. Well, they're only twelve. This is another thing I wanted to talk about is the ageism on Love Island. Mm. When Laura went in last year, people were saying that she wasn't really twenty eight. Yeah. Which she was. Yeah. And they were saying that she looked old and stuff like that. And also Anna is from this year is twenty eight. Yeah. She was the oldest one in there, yeah. apart from I guess Ovi or Chris. I think is now. 29 but they've had nobody i don't think 30 or over mm-hmm. on love island 28 seems to be like the oldest no, threshold they'll go and the youngest people on there are 20 so it's quite a big age difference yeah, so is. when you see someone who's 28 they're like god you're so old yeah, yeah. which is nuts because 28 in the grand scheme of things is very young yeah yeah. I think, but your maturity levels are very different from the age of twenty to twenty-eight. I mean, I was having sleepovers and drinking still, like in like sleepovers with my best friends when I was twenty. Now I'm like, I just drink by myself. Now. Yeah. But like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, you're so different at that age to like, especially when it comes to relationships. But I they feel. want that. They want the whole like the Jordan and Anna drama that basically happened because he's a young, immature piece of shit. Would you date? Shit. Would you guys date? <laughs> I know you're not single. Would you date 20 year olds? Probably not. No, no I wouldn't. fucking way. I don't think. Absolutely. I could barely date anyone my age. <laughs> no, my ex boyfriend was 24. I like older guys. And I think that was too much of an age difference because I'm almost 27. Mm. I think that was too much of an age gap. Mm. Um, I just don't think it works, really, if you think about it. It's because you're stuck in that house. Like, jo- like, the whole thing with Anna and Jordan when she was so sh- shooketh. That he waited for her and didn't couple up with anyone. It's only because there's no one else fucking there. <laughs> the moment that another girl came in that had like an arse, he was like, "Gonna get on with her." Well, they've, Do you all know got, what I mean? they've all got an arse, <laughs> not like hers, but yeah. They've... But he, he. What do you guys day. think about this year being like diverse in terms of like race ball? So we had Anna who. Yeah, curvy. <laughs> curvy. Yeah. Curvy. Um <laughs> quite curvy. Well I mean it was great that Amber won and you know the first black woman to win. Yes. Island, like yeah. we've said. Like that that was amazing. But I don't think that they're doing very well on like diversity in terms of body image. Mm. I don't think I think also like saying Anna's plus size is rude. To her, because she may not class herself as plus size. You can't just assume she's plus size. She got a lot of trolling about her weight. They, they, she said like people. She went on Liz and saying that like people have been calling her a whale and stuff. But and she's she actually very slim. Yeah, yeah. tiny and and but she said that she was prepared for it because she knew she was the first mm. um, kind of person like that that kind of yeah. Got in. I don't know. I, d- I think they could do better next year. It's a step in the right direction, but it's not enough. No. Yeah, but then I think that the reaction from ITV was very strange. So Love Island released a statement before the series started. You know, about a week in advance, they released the first 10 people who were going into the villa and pictures of them online. So they had all been writing articles saying, Anna, the first plus-size woman in the villa. And then, obviously, people hit back saying she's not even... Plus classes plus size, you know mm. what I mean? She's just quite a normal looking woman with a with a bigger bum and big hips. Yeah. And Love Island released a statement saying we still want people to be attracted to the yes. people they see on TV. Mm-hmm. So basically saying that people who are 
plus size or bigger than a size it's 10 a Victoria's Secret on are not attractive. I'm telling you, if you put Lizzo in there, everyone's going to want a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> or if you put Ashley Graham in there. Or, well, there was, there was also a story that, do you know the model Jada Cesar? Yeah. So people were saying that Jada was going into the villa. She was actually asked she because she did. She declined she? to go in. Um, Good for her. So she would have been... But I guess also she didn't want to be the first plus size woman in yeah. the villa. Like, who who wants that? Just make it normal, you yeah. know? Just, like just put one in, put like five in. Or just show, you know, a actual even, yeah. representation of what yeah. people look like. And I think that they should start you know getting people in not just based on their attractiveness it's more what makes the story is the characters Mm. that you see it's you know looks is yeah the first 15 seconds but then you know you can look amazing and just be so boring Mm. yeah less models next time please itv i think you need to put some comedians in or something (laughs) honestly i fancy ian sterling i'm not gonna lie yeah he is Mighty fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it stops people because I wonder if for the January one, they've probably recruited the people already, yeah. and then soon they'll start shooting the promos for it. They'll start shooting the videos and stuff like that. Yeah, because they always recruit more people than they need. There'll probably be people who didn't get into this year's Love Island that they had on standby who'll be they going in in the, January. They take them to Spain. There was, you know, last year there was a. I think she came to Savannah. Canada. Yes, and she's got a YouTube channel and she's spoken all about her experience in Love Island. And she said they flew her out to Spain. I think they like, they were like, yeah, we're going to have you. No, we're not going to have you. And yeah, then they said they you. sent her home again. They took her out to Spain. Really? And then they took her back. They were like, no, no, you're not being like, they took her back. And then they took her back and she came and she said she was so stressed out. She was losing her hair. Her mental health was on like, yeah, she started to lose her hair. And she said that going on Love Island, her skin was in the worst condition because she was in so much stress from how they treated her in in terms of that. I don't know. I hope that they all don't have that experience, but they seem to have people on standby in the hotel. They take away your phones and everything. You can't have lunch and you can't see anyone in the hotel because you're all in the hotel and they want to keep you all separate. Mm. So you have someone that takes you down to the restaurant. You have dinner, like literally like a... That's what my friend's that's what my friend's job is. She's a Love Island chaperone. And then they take you back to the room and you can't like you can't have your phone because it's not worth it at all it's basically like being in prison but it seems like for a lot of them this year they didn't really keep them in isolation for very long I think Francesca says she was in for two days so she'd just been watching it at home and they rang her up and they said oh do you want to come in whereas Amy said she had six weeks to get ready for Mm. it and some of them only had like a couple of days like if that were me I wouldn't have washed any of my clothes that I want to take like if someone rang me two days before oh it was Elma Elma said she only had two days notice because they initially asked Elma do you want to go in at the beginning and be one of the original people and she she said no because she didn't think she was ready but then when she started seeing all the hype and the pressure was like oh right I'll do it then (laughs) because I guess you want a piece of the action don't you Mm. What was your favourite Love Island phrase? Bev was never going to happen. Oh, that was gross. I think Lucy Lucy went in thinking that she wanted Bevy on a t-shirt in Primark. And it didn't happen. (laughs) I don't know. I think mine was... I just loved the message thing. I loved it. It is what it is. I got a message from my uni mate who was like... um, We were talking and, and she said, Oh, I remember what you always said she doesn't even watch Love Island she was like you always used to say it is what it is 
And I was like, uh, are you watching Love Island? And she was like, no. Uh, and so I just want to put on the record that apparently I've always been saying it. You are the pioneer of it is what it is. I never said it is what it is, but I've definitely started saying it since yeah, I watched it. I and there was this like linguistics professor who I can't remember what it's called, but there is a... It's almost like a syndrome where it's like repeated behaviour. Whereas, you know, they've got no contact with the outside world. So they've only got each other. So if one person says something, like you will naturally start repeating it. But it's so weird because, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no outside influences. So everyone started saying it is what it is. They all started copying Mm -hmm. each other's behaviour and each other's mannerisms and the words that they would use and the phrases they'd say. I can't remember what it's called. So it's very like uneducated analogy. But... Like, that makes sense it's like it's almost like a tribe mentality isn't it exactly and it has definitely like rippled across the nation like everyone's saying it is what it is because we're watching it every single day for eight weeks (laughs) it's almost like you're in there in a way yeah for a little bit I think because that's a similar thing when you're in a relationship people say you start to dress the same you start to have the same mannerisms and stuff so Mm. I completely understand that I can't think. Honestly, I really enjoyed After Sun. I think I really enjoyed like the, the reunion mm-hmm. because I felt like for the first time they were aware that there were cameras on them. Like, Maura was like, you could see she was quite tense. She was like, oh, yeah. like trying to smile. But like, it was a different smile to what we've seen in the villa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really interesting because it kind of mm-hmm. made them look like a deer in headlights. Like, oh, yeah. there's cameras everywhere and like yeah. there's people and... I guess it must still be quite a shock. Not only are you stripped from your phone and the outside world and your family and your support system and thrown into such like a weird atmosphere in the villa, but when you come out, you are hounded. Hmm. Everyone knows who you are. By a pr- like, did you see the arrival there? That and then when Maura came out, she was literally like, she has a smile, but you can tell she's like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> like, <laughs> like she just looks so scared. Um, and that's terrifying mm. like that whole dynamic of like you're away from your support system even like if you watch the uh, so I don't know if you guys know Sideman he did that song about Amber that was like oh yeah yeah oh, I know you've been hurt girl but do you remember I sent it when to it was like how did it go it was like Michael something you're I can't remember bounce back yeah <laughs> no, no something like that yeah that and was good and he uh, contacted the family saying like oh he'd love to be at the airport and so he is in the shop in the in the after in the, the arrival the bit reunion bit when they show the family waiting for the, for them to <laughs> arrive. Sideman who made that song is like in the portrayed That's as like funny. part of the family. But then Amber would be like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> <laughs> she was watching when she got his her phone back. She saw the song he made for her. Oh. And so apparently, as soon as they got brushed out of this airport and they're handed by the press, literally, like, press running, like, so aggressive. I hate it. Um, apparently, they put up, like, this little screen with, like, text. They could take photos behind a backdrop. And they only let press in. And so it's Amber and Greg. And Sideman kind of made his way in and was like, you have to let her family in here. Like, they've just arrived at the airport and they're being handled by press like their family are here. Mm. And basically, he, like, did a YouTube video where you can see, like, you know, he's holding the camera. But he's arguing with whoever's sorting this thing out. Like, let the family in, for God's sake. Like, mm. I think what they would argue is that it's contractual agreement that they agree to do a certain amount of pictures. Yeah. And then they get to go and see the family. Oh, horrible. Yeah. But again, it's like contractual agreement that they say they'll come to 
after sun or they'll say that they're because a lot of the time like they don't want to do it but they have to because it's in the contract yeah mm. like well, that's fucking awkward the anton thing mm. yeah anton and Molly May. i think that's quite bullying it's just feeling more pressed to like the whole thing and but that's what itv want they want people to write about their show because it keeps yeah. it relevant yeah so and i'm sure anton's uh, publicists want them want him to still be in papers and stuff but also like i think they do get briefed on a lot of the questions that are going to be asked yeah so all of its constructed reality yeah. do you know what i mean it is all yeah constructed i just can't imagine it like I, I, there's no switch off button to like that all of a sudden this huge fame mm. and like for eight weeks you've just been like watched and that must just give you so much anxiety yeah but like we discussed earlier the low when it goes can be worse yeah. than being hounded before yeah yeah because Britney Spears they said that in like there's a documentary that was huge like a few years ago quite a while ago where she said like um, the press was saying that well if we didn't follow her I bet she would like be sad she'd be like well what's wrong like because she's so used to being followed mm. so it's almost like mm. yeah maybe the low is worse than the higher it's like when Britney sang her song Lucky <laughs> She was so lonely. Sad. I worry. I really worry. Especially like sometimes I was looking at like Maura's face and I was like, like it's very overwhelming for anyone. You know, even if you know Molly May was an influencer before, she's probably only been recognised on the street like a couple of times. Yeah, and not recognised for someone who is a money grabber. Is like what like a because I saw memes like. Oh, you bet! You bet! You were thinking you were gonna win the whole time, like yeah. Molly. I was like, that is so mean. Yeah. Mm. mean. And she's probably so happy for Amber, but it's been like shrouded by all this horrible stuff. Mm. Maura's face. <gasps> Maura's face. <laughs> they asked her about that on this morning today, mm. um, and she said, "Oh yeah, well, I just really thought that Tommy and Molly were gonna win, which is fair enough." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when she was looking at over, she was like, whoa. You do forget that people are watching mm. you, though. It's just like a genuine reaction, yeah. isn't it? Mm. And that was the first time, because, you know, they have a live audience. That's the first time they would have seen other people that weren't the producers for yeah. weeks. Yeah. yeah. So that's overwhelming in itself, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think that was a, the inside reaction to a lot of the finalists, to be honest. Mm. I think Curtis was, like, just trying to, like, make a show for it. I think Curtis and Moore thought that they might have a good shot of winning. She was no one was ever going to win with Curtis. I'm sorry no. because he just screwed too he many screwed people over. And a lot up. of people did really did like Maura, but I think if you know what, I would have loved to have seen Ovi and Amber win. Yeah. Ovi and Amber. Oh, yeah. Mm. When I see them together, I'm like, oh, they look so good together. Yeah, I think Ovi and India actually seemed like quite a good match. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Are you happy that Amber and Greg? so happy I was rooting for Amber this whole time and it shows that you can go through such an awful experience and bounce back from it yeah Um, and she handed herself like it makes me think like maybe Georgina Georgia Georgia from last year if she hadn't reacted the way that she had Mm. maybe she would have won because Mm. people maybe uh... because I was honestly I was so shook when I was like watching it and Amber was just standing there, just not saying anything. Yeah, she was very not, collected. Not, not like, and she was really thinking and like breathing. And I was like, "Yeah, wow, this is a lesson for me that I'm 
Do you know what I mean? When I'm in a situation like yeah. that next, I'm going to be like, what would Amber do? Yeah, you know what, I mean? what would Amber do? She yeah. dealt with that like, like a fucking boss, like I yeah. said. And I think that's so inspirational for women, for young kids to see that and to be like... You if, don't need to react to people's bullshit. Yeah, and if someone sh- like rejects you and humiliates you and completely embarrasses you in front of all your friends, that, that you don't have to rise to it and that no. you can come out of it the other yeah. end might be shit but you can get over it yeah. I think I love that you know what say in the villa it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's like the power it's not powerful worried about your mental health or worried for somebody else then please call the Samaritans number on 116 123 for free.